What up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest, who you love, Ernest, same guy, different name, back again with another episode of Let's Talk About It podcast. So, I have a lot to say in this episode. Oh, I feel as though it's going to be a lot. I I originally did not plan on speaking about a lot. Um, When the week started, I had, for the longest, I only had two topics. I erased one of the topics, and that topic was going to be about the whole Jordan Wood shit. Listen, I ain't gonna, maybe sometime in this episode, probably toward the end, I'll share my quick thoughts about that, but it wasn't going to be what I, what I originally was going to say about that topic. <clears throat> After getting furthermore information, um, what I said was totally irrelevant. Well, it might, it, it, I, I might share it sometime, but it's still, I feel as though it's totally irrelevant to the actual situation at hand right now. Either or, I don't think it's anything worth talking about at this point. So, uh, I'm making this topic that you're seeing now, or you're about to hear now about bad parenting. Um, this is going to be one of the topics, one of the many topics or whatever, but this is going to be that this topic was actually going to be the last second, second and last topic basically of this week, but I got more to talk about. So hooray, if you like that, anyways, let's talk about bad parenting. So as somebody who isn't a parent and somebody who doesn't plan on being a parent, um, I know a lot of people are going to, especially a lot of parents, who do not take uh, advice well. Um, And I say advice well, and I'm not just talking about advice from just non-parents, but people in general. Because I've seen parents who do not like to be told how to parent overreact or react negatively to other parents telling them that their way of parenting It's not a healthy, conducive way of parenting their child or their children, okay? Um, Once again, I only speak on things that I see and that I experience myself. So when I talk about things, uh, if I'm talking about a subject such as parenting, no, I have never experienced, have I taken care of children before? Yes, I have nieces and nephews. I've, ha- I've had to take care of little cousins. I've had to take care of non-family members, other people's kids in general. I've worked with kids, by the way. Prior to the job that I have now, which I'm not working with kids, but prior to that, I've worked with kids, uh, the job I had before that. I was working with kids for over 10 years. So I know how... Uh, with that being said, I know how to a <laughs> take care of children. <laughs> Just because I don't want children does not mean that I do not how to know how to interact with them. Don't know how to take care of children. I know how to do the, all that. I know what good uh, care. No matter if the title is a parent or not, I know what a good, I guess, caretaker of children over a child or just a teenager, just people under the age of 18. I know what it means or how it, uh, basically what it means to be a good caretaker. I know that, that much. I can tell y'all that. And again, from experience, from having to take care of kids, um, and have family members and non-family members, kids. Um, I know what it is basically. I know how it is. 
I'm not going to say I know how it is to be a parent because I've never had to spend my entire life with uh, taking care of a child. No, it's never been that way. I'm not taking care of anybody else's child or I'm not taking care of anybody at, at the moment at right now other than myself. Uh, so no, I am not taking care of anybody's child. Um, and again, I don't see that happening in the near future. I've been saying I don't want kids ever since I was a kid. My parents used to say all the time that will change as soon as you get older. 20 years later and I'm still on the I don't want kids shit. I don't know, maybe three years from now when I'm 30, I'm going to want kids. Maybe 10 years from 30, I'm going to want kids. Maybe 20 years from 40, I'm going to want kids. I don't know, but as of right now and as of back then, the answer is still no. But um, why I want to bring this up is because, uh, especially when it comes to the black community, now all this always comes back home. Um, I want to talk about, and I'm not going to name names in this story, but I have to detail it. Um, besides, I doubt the people who are in this story, this is a true story, by the way. I doubt the people in this story are listening to this podcast because, you know, they don't support her brother. But anyways, um, I'm at my, you know, my hairdresser or my, I, I like to call, say, the loctician because all she knows how to do really is uh, locks. And for those who are asking what are locks, dreadlocks. I don't like to call them dreadlocks. Uh, I think that term is, uh, you can feel however you want to feel. I think it's a derogatory term toward people with uh, locked hair. I think the proper term is locks. If people could trip on shit like her, him, and, 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 and just female and women, I can trip off dreadlocks versus locks, okay? Get all, <laughs> feel however you want to feel. It's not like if someone were to say you have nice dreadlocks or whatever, I'm going to take offense to it. But I refer to them as locks all the time. Um, and that's what I'm just saying. So that's what it is. So I was getting my hair done last week. And, um, you know, uh, my loctician, <laughs> she had a couple friends over. She had a lot of friends over, actually. But she had a couple friends over. Uh, and one of her friends has kids. Well, she probably has many friends who have kids, but this one friend of hers brought her kid along with her because she said that, uh, the kid, well, she brought two kids. One is just a baby, uh, just a, I think an eight month old baby. So obviously you're going to have to bring the eight month old with you, especially when I guess the, the baby's father was at work. So she the 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 eight month old girl had to be with the mother understandable right the other one was i believe an eight year old girl okay now i could be getting the ages wrong and the number eight for some reason keeps showing up it's not eight in the morning when i'm recording this it's 12 in the afternoon uh but um yeah i i could be getting it wrong i could be getting the numbers mixed up I think I am actually. I think the baby is like six months old and the girl was eight years old. Either or, the the, the this woman brings her kids, her two 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 of her kids there. She has three daughters, I believe. Um, the old, well, not the oldest, the second oldest uh, of the two, um, I believe, is a five year old girl. They were saying the five year old girl was at school. 
the eight-year-old girl, they said that, uh, well, the eight-year-old girl uh, said she had a doctor's appointment today. That That's why she wasn't able to go to school. You know, that's why she wasn't at school at the time. Um, so she had a doctor's appointment. And then, and like I said, the six-month-year-old, she's six-month. Unless she's a six-month-year-old genius, which she didn't show signs of being a super genius, Obviously, a six-month-year-old is not going to be in type in in school, you know. Yeah, so um, we're there. We're chilling. We're at the place. We're chilling. Just Ratchet TV just playing, uh, and I say Ratchet TV like Jerry Springer and all those daytime TV shows, all those daytime reality TV shows that are uh, basically made to distract people um, who are at home watching TV, um, basically. Um, but those trash TV shows are on. The court shows are on, too, uh, like Judge, Judge uh, Mathis's show was on. Um, Lynn Taylor was on and shout out. I love Lynn Taylor so fucking much. I love Lynn. I'm, I don't watch these judge shows, but every time I'm, you know, and I get my hair done, uh, every other, once every other month. Okay. Uh, but every time I'm there and I'm at my, uh, loctician's, uh, house, cause that's where we go on, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Um, I go there to get my hair done. She has Lynn Taylor on. And Lynn Taylor, every time I do see, watch it and I'm sitting there watching, Lynn Taylor is spitting some crazy facts. Lynn Taylor is spitting the most logical shit. And I'm like, I no wonder why this woman is married. One, she's a gorgeous, beautiful sister. Beautiful, bright sister. And she's just, I just, I, I just look at her and I'm like, her husband's one lucky ass man. That's all I got to say. Her husband is really one lucky ass man, but she's so humble to the fact that she's, she has accomplished so many things in her life. She's got, she's on like this big ass pedestal and this is not the Lynn Taylor, uh, 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 praise, but, uh, praise (laughs) episode, uh, segment, but let me, let me give the sister, her. let me give the queen, the queen. Her praise real quick, man. Like, cause she's so great, but she's so humble. Cause she will get home, or she'll get there and be like, she'll talk about how much she loves her husband. Now I don't know what her husband does, or this, that, and the third. Um, I don't know if she makes more than him, or he makes more than her, or they make the same amount. I don't know, but it really seems as though that she's on this. I would, if I was her husband, I'd be the one bragging about how awesome my wife is every fucking day no one would if someone could ask me what the time is i'd be like it's time for me to fucking call my wife and just 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 tell her how much i appreciate her because that's how fucking great lynn taylor is okay but she is whenever she gets a chance she'll talk about how great her husband is and all that other stuff but anyways lynn taylor is the fucking best it's not because she's just uh well accomplished uh judged or whatever but uh she's really an intelligent woman as well so shout out to lynn taylor but whatever lynn taylor's on judge mathis is on all these trash reality tv oh well not reality tvs because they fake as hell but uh talk shows trash television is on right such as jerry springer maury you know, all that other stuff, right? So Jerry comes on. Jerry is on. Um, Jerry's on the TV, and that was not even part of the 
issues that I see here. Now, granted, no, it is actually part of the issue that I see saw there. Call me old fashioned. If a kid is present in the room or kids are present in the room, um, you got to you, you, you got to make sure that their surroundings, uh, especially if <laughs> the crazy part about it was uh, the mother of the child of the children in the room and my hairdresser kept getting on other people for cursing. They kept getting on other people for cursing. Granted, let me tell you, like I told you, there was multiple people in the room. My uh, hairdresser had a lot of friends in the room, right? A lot of people. She had her husband, obviously me in the room getting my hair did and shit like that. Uh, um, but the, she also had uh, our roommate in the room, her roommate. Now, their living situation is crazy. I ain't even going to get into all that. But there's a roommate. She's living with the husband all that other stuff, right? Um Roommate came into the house. He was already in the fall mood, but then he came out from the bathroom, started cussing. They start saying to him, hey, watch your language. There's children here. I'm sitting there thinking all this to myself before homeboy. Let's just call him. uh, Let me think of a name for him because I always got to think of names. I got to say names. I can't just go based off him, her and all that other stuff, especially when there's multiple hims and hers in these stories. Uh, So. Let's call him George. Okay, now George, like I said, George comes into the house already in a foul mood. I don't know what's up with George. I don't really care to see what to know what's up with George, to be honest with y'all. Alright, so George comes into the house in a fall mood. He says hi to nobody. They're like, hey, George, he just comes in. Uh uh storms are right to the bathroom. Okay. I'm paying in mind. I, I I'm not there to 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 check on George's well-being. He seemed like he calmed down after sometime after he stepped out the bathroom. I won't say immediately, but sometime after he stepped out the bathroom, it seemed like he calmed down. Seemed. Like he calmed down. I'm going to say scene, right? Um, so he steps out. But when he immediately when he steps out, he starts cursing, right? They're like, yo, there's children present. Watch your mouth. But like I said, prior to an hour even, prior to George coming in, all of the adults, not including me. And I'm not saying this because I'm trying to paint myself in a, uh, a good picture because I was cursing up the storm prior to the children even coming into the room. Even in fact... When the children's coming into the room, because there's a dog here. And I'm playing with the dog. The dog's barking in my face because the dog always knows when people are coming to the house. And the dog is this little fucking dog. But it's super overprotective, right? About who's coming into my house. The dog thinks that the, the dog thinks that she owns the house. It's a female dog, right? So the dog thinks she owns the house. So She'll be on some who the fuck is coming up in my place type shit, right? Whenever someone <laughs> rings the doorbell. So I told the dog to shut up. I, I said, hey, shut up. That's all I said, right? Not really a big curse word. I didn't tell the dog to shut the fuck up. I don't want Peter to be listening to this and saying I'm abusing dogs and shit. There was no way in hell. In fact, I'm the only person that dog loves to jump on and cuddle with and shit like that. All dogs have a crush on me, but... I'm just saying, like, 
I'm I'm the only person because every other person that dog will will go up to sniff and then walk away. A dog goes up to me, sniff me, and then all of a sudden want to cuddle. I don't know because I if it's because I smell good or is it just my aura? Like I'm just a welcoming type of individuals that even dogs love me, right? So, uh, you know, there's a reason why you love Ernest. Anyways, um, so you're probably wondering, well, where's the bad parenting? <sighs> okay. I don't I know. I don't understand why you don't see it at this point, but well, I do understand because maybe you're subjected to this type of behavior you were subjected. And no, we all were actually. And I won't say we all, but most of us were. But just because we were subjected to that type of behavior when we were growing up does not make it right. They're saying, uh, and I forgot to look this up. I believe the word Sharmuta. I know it means slut, but I forgot what language. I think it's either Mandarin, Malaysian. Or it's Filipino for slut. Again, if I make it, if I am getting it fucked up, because um, I know it means slut, I just don't don't remember what nationality it it. it uh, I want to say Malaysian for some reason, um, but I because I dated a Malaysian girl one time, and I believe she told me it was Malaysian for slut. Right. But she also spoke other uh, languages as well. She wasn't of those other languages, but she understood it. Let me just say she understood like Vietnamese and Philippines and I think Mandarin again. Um, but. They the the it's an inside joke between my hairdresser, uh, my loctician, whatever. It's my it's an inside joke between her and her friends. They call each other Sharmuta instead of saying the word slut. They just say Sharmuta. It's an inside joke. I get it. I'm not saying once you become a parent, you have to let go of inside jokes with your friends. None of that. You ain't got to do all that shit. It's just when you have a kid. Kids are very impressionable. I know that because once again, prior to the fuck ass job I'm working now, I worked with kids for about uh, 10 years, 10 years or more. Um, And I know how impressionable kids are, basically. So the kid, the girl, beautiful uh, little girl, by the way. And I have to say that because... A lot of the uh, parenting woes that I noticed from both her mother and my loctician. Now, my loctician isn't a parent either, um, but she, she, she. I, I throw her into this because she added on to basically this girl's mood because uh, moods is a lot of shit in this situation. The dog's mood was haywire, kinda. Uh, you know, like I said, George's mood was haywire, kind of. I don't know the little girl's name, so I'm going to just refer to her as little girl, okay? She's the only little girl other than the six-month-old baby girl who was just chilling the entire time. Cried because she pooped herself, but, you know, that's what babies do. But that's that's about the only time she was making noise. And she was talking to the TV, too. I don't know why, but 
she was talking to the TV. Scary because this is when Jerry Springer was on, not when Judge Lynn Taylor was on. Okay. So, um, anyways, um, the little girl looks over to me and asks, what does that even mean? And again, I knew the word meant, meant slut, but I didn't want to say that to her. I didn't want to. I look over at the mother. The mother is looking back at me. The mother doesn't really say nothing to me most of the time. She's just looking at me like, who is this other nigga here, basically? Who is this nigga here, right? Um, and she's, you, you know how certain women get. They feel as though every dude wants them for some reason. Uh, and that wasn't the case. I can tell y'all right now, I did not find the mother any type of attractive. Um, that's no disrespect to her. That's no disrespect to, uh, anybody really. I just didn't find the woman attractive and it has nothing to do with the fact that she has kids. It had, I'm talking looks wise. There was nothing attractive about her. Nothing. Now, was she funny at times? Sure. But I mean, Looks wise, she didn't really attract me. So she had this attitude like, oh, he's looking at me because he wants me. No, I looked at her because I didn't want to cross any type of boundaries between me, a stranger, and her own daughter, right? When the daughter is asking me questions and only interacting with me, I look over at the mother to say, hey, is it okay if I answer this question that your daughter is asking me and not asking you her own mother? Is it okay if I show your daughter how to properly hold a dog or play with a dog without getting hurt, beat, all that other you know, bad stuff that can happen to a kid if they're being irresponsible while playing with a dog or if they can possibly hurt the dog, how she is hugging up on a dog and playing like you don't want to hold you don't want to hold the dog like that. Right. You don't want to choke the dog and shit. You're being real too rough with the dog. Dogs are tough, but they're not they're not uh, uh they're not immortal, man. Like you. I mean, they're not they 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 can die. They can get hurt, basically. Um. So you got to be easy when you're holding a dog like that. I get it. It's a cute little dog. I think it's a cute little dog too. But I'm not going to bear hug it the fuck and the dog is clearly saying, hey, get the hell off me. Like, yo, yo, chill out <laughs> in dog language. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was why I was looking at the mother when I did look at the mother. All right. The, all, the rest of the time, the only other woman in the room and she wasn't even in the room that I was looking at like damn I want I won't say I want to fuck but I would love to you know uh have relations with was Judge Lynn Taylor but she's married and she wasn't in the room even though she was on the TV which is in the room but um yeah um that was that. So the daughter asked me, what does that even mean? I say it's a bad word. I think that's a discussion that you need to have with your mother. The mother totally ignores uh, the daughter when she asked that. Just just act like she even hear it. Me in my head, I'm like, okay, okay. I can't really, I cannot, I cannot tell parents when to tell their children 
uh, or when to talk to their children about what and, and all that other stuff. I just know if that little girl was one of the uh, eight-year-olds or even a 13-year-old, right? Because I've worked with... Uh, Shit, I've worked with kids as old as 16. Um, you know, as young as four and as old as 16, basically. Um, but even if that was a, a, if the if the little girl was eight years older than she was and she was 16, she was a 16 year old little girl, right? Teenage girl. Uh, but um, and she asked me, hey, what does that mean? I would still feel like, hey, that's a discussion for you and your mom to have. Why? Number one, I'm not related to this little girl, this teenage girl, this little girl, whatever, right? Even if the six-month-year-old can talk at six months and was this baby genius who was like, how you doing, sir? Uh, what is Sharmu to me? I'm going to be like, how old are you again? Six months? You sure you're not 60 years old? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, then I'd be cursing if I said what the fuck. But uh, anyways, like, it's still up to the... And I say the mother because the mother was in the room. Granted, it's I, I would tell the father the same shit, so don't get on me talking about some... Oh, hey, why is it all up there to the mother? Why? I'm saying mother because the mother was in the room. Now, if her dad was there too, I'd be like, that's up to your parents parents to tell you what that word means if the father doesn't know then obviously he cannot tell right I knew because once again like I've heard that word be thrown around plenty of times especially when I am around my loctician and she's around her friends and like I said I dated someone who told me the meaning of that word I just forgot in what nationality it belonged to I again I want to say in Malaysian uh, that's what Sharmuta means, slut, uh, basically. But that's what they consider one another. And I didn't want to flat out tell the girl, you're lo my loctician, or, you know, she calls her auntie. Let's call her, uh, damn, there's not a lot of W names that's not going to give away. What I, I forgot. Let's say Wilhelmina, okay? <laughs> she calls my loctician Auntie Wilhelmina. Now, Wilhelmina ain't her name, but let's just say that is, right? I just realized that women don't really have a lot of W names that don't give it away. Because if you think of all the W names women really have, you're going to guess one of the names right. And that's crazy. But, uh, you know, she says, uh, I didn't want to basically tell the little girl, Auntie Wilhelmina. Right. Can't even say that. Just called your mom a slut. Right. Now, I don't know, little girl, if you know what a slut is, but your mom is calling Auntie Wilhelmina or Wilhelmina, whatever I, the fuck I said. She's also calling her a slut, too. And that's how they get down. They call each other sluts. All right. That's just the friendship uh, your mom and Auntie Wilhelmina have. They just call each other slut. All right. Maybe when you get older. You have inside jokes with your friends and, you know, I know uh, amongst women, especially amongst black women, the B word, bitch, is an inside thing amongst a lot of them that they can only call one another. Uh, and I'm totally fine with that. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, inside jokes are, again, a sign of bad parenting. My thing is... What's up with parents 
always feeling like No, let me not start there. Let me start with let me continue on with the story with the with the craziness cuz yeah, it gets creepier, it gets crazier. So like I said, we're all in this room. I'm getting my hair done. Ratchet shit is going on. Uh you know, my loctician and her husband, they going through some shit, some infidelity type shit. Shit that I'm not really surprised about, but I'm not going to get into. They going to, through some shit. Um, Jerry Springer is on, and it just seemed as though that entire day, especially what was going on on TV, this is why I don't really believe in coincidences. I think God works in really funny and mysterious ways, but... Um, a lot of what was going down, not only just on TV, um, well, not only just on Springer, but on the other shows was some odd stuff that they were going through or they could relate to the characters. So you know how passive aggressive, uh, you have ever seen couples who are, who probably were arguing before a company came over, who most likely were was arguing before a company came by and you know they're not trying to flat out just argue so they're trying to save face and and well they're not trying to uh they didn't really uh uh hash out that argument um so but they're like passively aggressively uh talking to one another like making uh little little uh uh Little jokes or little disses about one another. Well, making basically uh, blatant disses about one another, but passing them off as jokes and then doing that little <laughs> laugh um, as if they were, you know, trying to fool others to say, hey, I'm just joking when I say this, but they're really not. Uh, I don't know if I'm describing it right, but I I've, I think we've been in situations where we've... <laughs> If we weren't the ones portraying that passive aggressive, hey, we love each other. If we weren't portraying that uh, when company came by, we were in the presence. We were the company that showed up to a friend or just somebody, a family member or somebody. Um, you know, uh, uh, we, we we basically showed up like a minute or two uh, before uh, that person um, or those that couple was arguing, basically. We showed up in the middle of an argument, and we did not know, basically. So the entire time, and I'm telling you, I'm there. I'm at this woman's house for hours, four hours. Because when I got there, she already had uh, a, a client. She, was, she didn't even start his hair yet. So she was already, once I got there, uh, uh, that dude was waiting to get his hair done. So. She was booked that day, right? Uh, usually, when I go, I'm the only one. Uh, maybe because I there. Maybe it was a specific time where she just cleared her schedule uh, for me. But usually, when I go, it's just me and her. But me, her, or the roommate. Uh, but it's a bunch of people there this time. Uh, anyways, I'm there for hours. They're they're arguing about shit, basically, but. The bad parenting comes when this lady 
is getting on everybody for cursing, and yet her and my loctician, Wilhelmina, um, they're cursing up a storm in front of this girl and the baby girl. And the girl, every time they curse or whatever, the girl will look at me <laughs> again. I, I, I'm, I get it. Kids feel comfortable around me because I don't, again, I don't give off a creepy vibe because I'm not a creepy dude um, or anything like that. Uh, you know, I guess I give off give off a welcoming vibe, even though that's not something I'm tip, uh, typically proud of. Because the weirdest of people would come up to me thinking it's okay to come up to me and, and and cross a boundary that I think is uncrossable. And then when I show them my crazy side, that's when they realize, oh shit, I should never uh, approach this man, or I should never approach the man the way that I did, right? Um, either or, I had no problem with this girl talking to me, asking me questions, and playing with the dog with me. I had zero problems with that. My issue came when this parent would talk about th- my, this parent and uh, let's call the girl, let's call the parent because I do remember her name. Let's call her Cece, right? So Cece and Wilhelmina, they're all they're out here just wilding, talking about some egregious shit, like like sex in front of an eight year old girl like that. Uh, and I'm not talking about some this is where babies come from type of sex. They wasn't giving the little girl a sexual lesson. They're literally talking about like uh like shit two girlfriends would talk about but like they should be discussing on the phone or if they're out in public in person probably at like if they were having lunch together or just hanging out right these are things that you know a a little eight-year-old girl and especially a six-month-year-old girl should not be hearing about talking about uh stroke games and, and 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 uh uh Stroke games meaning like a dude's like his stroke game. I I'm not going into further detail. I y'all y'all ain't getting no le- uh, sex lessons from me. But uh, anyways, they're talking about that stuff. This is an eight year old girl. I and within the conversations, and I'm not talking about this sex conversations, but within the many conversations they were having, they bring up R. Kelly. Now I'm sitting there thinking. Y'all motherfuckers was just talking about long dicks and strokes and all that other shit, subjecting this little eight-year-old girl to the most egregious of shit she should not be learning at at the age of eight years old. Now you want to talk about how creepy and fucked up R. Kelly is? What? What? Again, bad parenting. Bad parenting is... Being aware of the bad shit other people are doing while your child is present, but not being self-aware. In no, none of these instances was Cece really self-aware about her language, her cursing around her her child. But she was very aware about everybody else cursing and very adamant in telling them not to curse around her child. And it wasn't like the words like nigger and, well, well, let me not, let me not. Because Wilhelmina, 
said nigger. Now, Wilhelmine is a black woman. Every every woman in this situation is a black woman. Every male in this situation is a black a male. Everybody in the room was black. Heck, even the little dog was black. So, yes, every living being from the baby, from the little girl, from the men, from the women, from the dog is black. So, with that being said, um, th- this was a, a, a 100% black room we're talking about, right? Um, but Wilhelmina says, I guess they were talking about uh, a, a, another female. And Wilhelmina... And she, this is my, if I've, I, 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 you know, I've had this issue with Wilhelmina before. I won't go into too much detail. And then probably that's for another uh, uh, story time for another time. But Wilhelmina, uh, like, a lo- like a lot of other black people, like to categorize black folks um, as either nigger or niggas, right? Or just black folks or niggers, right? Let me take a sip real quick. Okay, so CC and Wilhelmina are talking about some other girl. I guess CC wanted to introduce some other woman to Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina says, well, if she's a nigger, I don't want to talk to her because you know how I feel about, you know, I can't stand them niggers and shit like that, right? Again, an eight-year-old girl is present. This eight-year-old girl calls this woman Auntie Wilhelmina. So obviously... She sees Auntie Wilhelmina as, you know, I don't think she sees her as a mother figure, obviously, because she sees her mother as a mother figure. But she sees her as a woman who uh, is uh, basically family, if she's calling her auntie. So she's she she's calling this. Uh, she sees this woman as family. I'm guessing. I won't say I'm pretty sure, but because I knew at eight years old what nigger was and what it meant. But I'm guessing this eight-year-old girl knows the meaning of nigger. She knows where it derives from. She knows the ugly history of it. I'm guessing because if this woman isn't teaching her daughter, her black daughter, about the ugly black history, and I'm talking about true black history. The fuck everything I said in this damn story time. This woman is just a bad parent, period. If you're a black parent and you're not teaching your child about black history, you're a bad parent. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Feel however the fuck you want to feel. If you are a black parent listening to this, feel free to unfollow. If you are following, feel free to stop. Press pause and never listen to me ever again. But if you are a black parent and you are raising a black child, male, uh, boy or girl, male or female, woman or man, whatever the freak you want to call that little specimen. And you're not teaching them about black history. You are a bad parent off back, off rip. I don't give a damn if you got a fucking uh, 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 a separate fund, college fund strictly for your child and you saved up well over two billion dollars for that child to go to college and for them to live comfortably that's freaking great but you know what you still ain't teaching them you you could send them to college that's not going to educate to educate them on black history that's a wild tangent i'm not saying that's the case in this situation we didn't discuss any of that 
All I'm saying is, I believe this eight-year-old girl knows what nigger means. Okay? Now, with that being said, Auntie Willamanina felt, still felt comfortable uh, to throw around, I don't like nigger bitches. She's, that's what she's talking about. She, she's basically a black woman that, that doesn't like to hang around black women. She's made that statement before, even though CC is black, even though the other women who showed up were black women. But I guess she doesn't consider them niggers, right? Anyways, um, she's made statements like that before. And I've, I've basically let her know, hey, yo, uh, what the fuck, basically. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I understand the type of black folks that you don't vibe with. But using nigger to describe them is not cool. Using nigger to describe them is not cool. I've done that in the past. I've said, oh, that, them, them, those just niggas. That's just nigger shit, right? That's fucked up, right? But I understand what she's saying. I still can't vibe with it. Either or, I don't know what they said about this one woman. I just heard it and I was, and I was on my way out from the bathroom when I heard it too. That's the crazy thing. I just heard it being said. Um, and yeah, I was sitting there and as I'm on my way out from the bathroom to go sit down, cause this is, this is, uh, that was said before I even, uh, uh, got my hair done. A lot of shit happened prior to even me getting my hair done. Right. Um, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this is this is the type of uh, uh, environment we're going to raise our little black girls in to automatically hate other little black girls in turn. When they grow up, they're going to start hating black women and then they're going to categorize black women not as sisters and queens and just women in general, but as in. Oh, this black girl is cool. She's not a nigger. And those other black girls are niggers. Yeah. Bad parenting. Okay. Um, it gets worse, people. Let me tell you why. This little girl was... Again, I told you, the female dog. I guess she had questions in her on her mind. The little girl. Well, I don't think she had questions on her mind because I'm pretty sure she she knew where to, the answers to the to those questions. But the thing is, the creepy thing is, and I feel like I'm going to throw up. That I'm glad I got my glass of water over here. But there was one point where this little girl kept trying to chase around the dog. Again, this is a female dog, so the female dog has what all women have: vaginas, right? Uh. The female dog is just doing what dogs do when they're bored. Walk around <laughs> looking for shit to get into. So the female dog is just walking around in the kitchen looking for shit to get into, basically. Um, and the little girl goes up to the female dog and is like, Hey, don't you want to know where babies come from? I instantly, I look up. Cause again, I was looking, I was looking, I, I, you know, Jerry was on. I didn't want to watch Jerry Springer. I also didn't want to look up. uh, I mean, I also didn't want to use up my battery 
on my phone. So I'm like looking at the ground. I'm there's a there's a Domino's pizza pamphlet down there. I don't fuck with Domino's and shit. Uh, that's just another story time for another day. But I don't fuck with Domino's like that. But I was reading the pamphlet. I instantly looked the fuck up. I look up as if this little girl was my daughter, and I am I eight year old daughter. Let me just say, and I am about to say, girl, what the fuck are you going to do to that goddamn dog? Do not touch that dog in any area. I told you not to allow anybody to touch you. Don't do it. The dog, the girl is trying to get the dog's attention and stuff. The dog is obviously walking around, so then she walk uh, approaches the dog, and I'm in my mind. I'm hoping, please do not get a hold of this dog, and then spread the dog's legs open, and then show where the vagina is, and try to tell that fucking dog where her babies are coming from. Newsflash, people, all people. I think animals already know the concept of sex. Dogs don't need to tell dogs to. They don't need to have the sex talks with dogs, birds, and other animals. It's a primal instinct that, hey, it's mating season. You put your penis over in here, and we do this, and you walk away, and I raise these kids, and they go off, and they do this thing, and they do that thing, and yada, yada, fucking yada, right? I don't think you need to tell animals how to procreate or how procreation happens. Okay, now I am no, uh, 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 I am no crocodile hunter, uh, rest in peace to him. I ain't no Dr. Doolittle, I ain't no whatever, right? I ain't none of them niggas, okay? All I am, and what they mean my, my fucking listings inspired, listen, inspired. I'll, I'll check out that notification before I get into the next t- uh, subject. But, I ain't no, I ain't none of them niggas. But I think I am I am almost 100% certain that animals know how to procreate just off of animal instinct like that. So a dog, whether it be a male or female, does not need to know how sex works. They don't. I don't know what, again, got into this little girl's mind because... Let's be real. I mean, we were Jerry Springer was on, but they weren't talking about. I mean, they were talking about sex with infidelity and shit, but they weren't talking about how sex works. In fact, some trash ass bum ass rapper was on the show. She was rapping and and, 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 and while while this was going on, right? Um, and she wasn't talking about sex. She was talking about her man cheating in the rap. It was a diss song to her own man. But, um, yeah, that right there, the the mother, once again, just ignores it, just ignores it, just acts like my daughter is not trying to molest this fucking dog and try to touch this dog where this dog obviously doesn't want to be touched because while she's trying to hold the dog and stuff, the dog is, 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 is trying to get away from her, right? I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, is anybody... Is anybody, Wilhelmina, Wilhelmina, you're not going to say anything. Cece, you obviously not saying anything. Everybody else who isn't the parent, they're not saying anything. But if I say something, I'm the bad guy. 
It's happened many times before. Many times before. I told you I've worked with children many times before. I'm the bad guy when I tell a parent, hey, you know, I think your kid should not be exposed to this type of behavior, this type of language, this type of this, that, and the third. I'm the bad guy. And many of us have experienced this. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm the only one who experienced this. Many people have told me, hey, what you did, many parents too. That's the crazy thing because I've been, I've been, uh, uh, I won't say cursed out, but I've been, I guess, complained about from parents by other parents. Uh, well, from parents uh, to other parents. And those other parents came back to me and said, this parent said this, that, and a third. But guess what? I think you did a good job by doing X, Y, Z. I've had a mother come up to me just a few summers ago when I was working with children said, uh, she saw me talking to her sons uh, a certain way, um, and she didn't take offense to it. I wasn't scolding them, but I was definitely raising my voice at them. And she said they needed that type of uh, male figure in their life. Because when I talk to them like that, they don't believe it in this and other. I guess they see it as, oh, I'm just a mother. I'm just, you know, being a bitch and all that other shit, right? But to see a guy talk to them that way, hopefully it made a difference. Hopefully, right? So, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I know that when I am not, I'm not saying, hey, your kid, in no way, shape, or form am I telling these parents that, hey, I'm a better parent than you. All I'm simply saying is, I don't think this is an appropriate, uh, uh, this is an appropriate, uh, experience for your child or these words or whatever this is appropriate and you cannot get upset at the world for their inappropriate behavior when you're not doing your best as a parent as that kid's parent to make sure you're setting a good example of what appropriate behavior is. Or what what good age appropriate behavior is. Let me just say. I don't think it's age appropriate for any child, really. Any black pr- child. I don't care if you are the oldest of 17 or the youngest of 8. Or the youngest of 6 months. Months to be exposed to the word nigger as an insult, especially from your own people. I don't think it's appropriate. The colorism, the colorist comments they'll make it. Now, again, like I said, I think this girl was a beautiful little girl, brown skinned little girl. Probably about the same complexion as me, if not lighter, a little bit lighter. And I'm not saying she's beautiful because we got the same complexion or around the same complexion. Um, I'm just saying because she's black. That's why I think she's a beautiful little girl. But she had bots braids on. And, and mind you, this was a cold ass day. This is a cold ass day. It's still winter time, but this was a cold ass day. So she had a, a winter jacket on, some jeans, some boots and bots braids on. 
She had little uh, earrings in. But you can tell this was a little girl because, one, not only just because her voice, but she had girly eyelashes. Granted, I have girly eyelashes too, but I have facial hair. You can tell I'm not a girl because I got facial hair. I My voice is, uh, you know, a little deeper. I would hope it's a little deeper than the average eight-year-old girl's voice. I'm just saying. I hope I don't sound like an eight-year-old girl to y'all. Not to me, but not to y'all either. It, anyways, um, you can tell this girl was a little girl, but, you know, they've made comments about her looks and they mean in Cece, the girl's mother and Wilhelmina, the girl's aunt, not blood related aunt, but you know, still it's what the girl, it, it, uh, uh, addressed her as auntie Wilhelmina, right? So, uh, <laughs> They made comments about the girl looking like a boy a couple times. Little girl's attitude goes, she, she's now all of a sudden, she's quiet sometimes. There are moments where she would just sit down and she's quiet. I think that has to do with her being upset. I remember when I was a kid. I mean, I was always a quiet kid, but the time when I really got super, super quiet and I didn't want to speak is because if I opened my mouth, I knew I was going to cry. And the reason why I didn't want to open my mouth and I knew the reason why I knew I was going to cry is because something was said about me that hurt my feelings. That made me feel some type of way. Now, this is an eight-year-old girl being called a boy or you look like a boy because this girl has bots braids on, a pair of jeans, and a jacket on. Again, this is fucking... It was 19 degrees that day. That's how cold I remember it was. And I remember to remember that aspect because I wanted to... I knew I was going to detail this situation. I knew I was going to talk about it in this episode. It was 19 degrees on uh, that day. I'm a grown-ass man. If I was cold that day, I know this little uh, 8-year-old girl who was, I'm guessing, anywhere between... 90 to 100 pounds. I don't know the average weight for a little eight-year-old girl. So don't quote me on that. But this girl was not, she was not 135 pounds like I am, right? She's not no damn 135, 7, 135 uh, pound man, right? She wasn't me. But I was cold that day. So I know the girl was cold that day or she felt the cold that day. So it's appropriate for anybody, any child. To say, hey, I just want to put on these pair of jeans, this jacket, these boots, and that's it. And I, it, it, that's it. Because it's freezing. They want what they wanted this girl to dress up in a fucking cheerleader outfit in nineteen degree weather. What? I didn't think that was right. They also made uh, some slides about the girl's skin color, her being light, and again, we're in a room where. Prior to this girl walking in, I was the lightest person in the room, okay? I'm brown skin. A lot of these other people are dark skin, all right? And yet, these are, these are same dark skin folks willingly calling other black women niggers because they don't like them. Yeah, anyways, um, the girl felt some way about that. I also overheard the mother telling Wilhelmina that she wishes uh, 
she, meaning the little girl, made comments before about her wishing she was darker skin. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say that girl, there's nothing wrong with a girl wishing there's darker skin simply because they're going to say things like, well, dark skinned girls and dark skinned people, but dark skinned girls especially get teased a lot. Uh, and, and dark skinned women in general just get teased a lot and there's a negative uh, stigma about them um, that society has. So if a light skinned girl or a brown skinned girl were to say she wishes she was darker, um, there's no problem with that. But there is. See, when I say all the time in the outro, black is beautiful. I'm not just talking about Naomi Camel Black. I'm not just talking about Wesley, Wesley Snipes Black. I'm not just talking about uh, Kevin Hart Black. I'm not just talking about what's the African comedian's name uh, that was once beefing with Kevin Hart. Uh, the dude in uh, Next Friday. Forget his name. But I'm not just talking about his version of black. I'm talking Alicia Keys black. I'm even talking about Michael Jackson black. Both Michael Jacksons. Black. Skin complexion wise. I'm talking about black albinos. I'm talking about my black. All black is beautiful. That's what I mean. So, absolutely not. I don't give a fuck if I have a thing for darker skinned women. All black women, but just I have a thing for darker skinned women. That's just what it is. It's not a fetish or anything. That does not mean I'm going to be okay with... anybody saying or wishing they were dark or anybody black saying things like I wish I was dark because this that and the third now just like me I'm pretty sure this girl in the summertime gets dark And I don't hate my summertime skin. I also don't love it any more than the skin complexion that I have on right now as at, at this moment during the winter time. I love all of my black skin uh, complexions. And a bad parenting, once again, a good parent will let their child, their sons and their daughters know that their black is beautiful no matter the skin complexion. They would not sit idly by while their daughters and sons says, Mommy, Daddy, I wish I was darker. I wish I was lighter. They would not take that as a joke or take that lightly, period. As something they could just gossip to their friends about. Hey, girl, my daughter says she want to be darker. Hey, girl, my daughter says she want to be uh, lighter. That's not funny. 
That's not that's nothing gossip worthy. That's concerning. Once again, I am not a parent. Even I think that is concerning. I wasn't finished, but the way this Anchor thing goes, and shout out to Anchor, but I do think they need to, uh, you know, they do need to make some improvements. One of the improvements is to let go of the 60-minute uh, time it takes to record a certain segment. I understand they are, I guess they are championing or they're pushing kind of the shorter podcast or the non-lengthier podcast, but you can't stifle creativity. And I'm not saying that's what Anchor does. Great app, great platform. Um, even if you're not listening to this Anchor, the reason why you're listening to this on Spotify or other platforms, not Anchor, is because of Anchor. So <laughs> I ain't even going to trip on Anchor. I'm just saying, to be honest, if I'm going to be honest uh, about, uh, you know, the, the, the problems with this app, it's just uh, you cannot record segments of your podcast for longer than 60 minutes, okay? Now, it shouldn't take an hour for somebody to record one segment, but you know how I am. I've been very talkative. I Not very talkative, but, uh, you know, I can get very talkative, like I'm doing right now. But I'm not making this uh, next part, part two, uh, 60 minutes, I should say. I kept. I feel like I kept saying seconds, but 60 minutes, okay? Uh, but... Basically, to piggyback off what I was saying before, if you are a parent, okay, and and this applies to all parents, but black parents especially, you should not find humor in your kids showing early signs of insecurity, such as an eight-year-old girl saying, I wish I was darker. Such as an eight-year-old girl saying, I wish I was lighter. Such as an eight-year-old boy saying, I wish I was darker or lighter or taller or skinnier or whatever, right? I've shown many signs of insecurities to my parents because of the things they've said and the things I've heard and uh, obviously things I was teased about as a child. And I'm not saying that my parents added on to a lot of it. They did say some things that added on to it. Siblings did as well. But, and I'm not saying insecurities will not happen even if you're a parent telling your child you are beautiful the way that you are. Because my parents did that uh, most of the time. And I still dealt with the many insecurities that I dealt with as a child and as a teenager. And as a young adult. So these things are inevitable. But your parents should not be your first bullies. Oftentimes that is the case. But your parents should not be the first people to add on to your insecurity about your skin complexion, add on to your insecurity about your hair, add on your insecurity about your weight, your height, your nose, your lips, your body, 
anything. Your parents should be the ones to constantly inform you about how what you look like and who you are as an individual are two different things. Who you are is your true mark of beauty. Who you are on the inside. Now again, this little girl was a beautiful little girl, not just because she's a black girl, but this little girl was a happy-go-lucky, not a care in the world, seemed smart as well, Seemed like just a very nice little young girl. Nice little girl, right? I've experienced, with my experience with kids, it's always refreshing to see nice kids. Because I was working with some uh, not-so-nice kids. I'm going to put it at that. Not saying that, you know, I don't miss those kids because I I, I do miss uh, <laughs> working with those not-so-nice kids. But... I was working with a lot of not-so-nice kids. I won't say all of them, but a lot of not-so-nice kids. So when I do see nice kids, it's obviously a refreshing feeling. So it was refreshing to see this girl. But her true beauty does not come from how she dresses during the wintertime versus the summertime. Not how her skin complexion is during the wintertime or the summertime. Not how her, how her hair is styled. Because, again... I don't know many eight-year-old girls styling their own hair. So if the mother is going to say, you look like a boy, well, lady, you're the one who gave this little girl box braids to begin with. So if you don't want your daughter to look like a little eight-year-old boy, do not put your daughter, not saying box braids make eight-year-old girls look like a boy, because again, this girl clearly, you could tell this girl clearly wasn't a, a, a girl. These are two Jamaican women, by the way. Dark-skinned Jamaican women. I don't know. In Jamaica, Bart's braids is typically a male style or a little boy style or whatever. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I've seen Jamaican women with Bart's braids before. Still could tell that they were Jamaican women or just women in general. Okay? But anyways. Um, saying shit like that. And then just telling your friend. Instead of talking to your daughter and saying, hey, whatever her daughter's name is. I think you are a beautiful girl. And I'm not just saying this because I am your mother and, you sent, and you're probably thinking. Because I was thinking this at the time. You're supposed to say that you're my mom. You're supposed to think that way you're my dad, right? You're supposed to say these things. You're my parents. But actually coming to them and saying, no, even if you weren't my child, I would still think you are a beautiful girl because of these inner qualities that you hold, not because of your looks. You have a beautiful smile that brights up the room. You are a nice and sweet and caring person. These are the things that make you beautiful. Not your skin complexion, not your hair, not your clothes, but how you are on the inside. 
Once again, black parents, especially all parents, but I see this happening with black folks a lot. If y'all don't want motherfuckers like me telling you, hey, or just pulling you to the side and saying, hey, I don't think you should talk to your daughter that way. I don't think you should expose your kid to this way or that or this and throw this type of environment. If you take offense to that, more so than the actual environment your child is being exposed, the bad environment your child is being exposed to, bad language, and especially if your kid is black, the colorist and racist shit your child is being exposed to. I'm not saying that you should not tell your child about racism or colorism. But they don't have to be they don't have to be victims of both to know about both. In fact, they're going to be victims by white folks anyways. So why the fuck are you a black mom or dad being your first child experience of racism and colorism? They're going to experience that. What you as a parent should do is protect them. Protect their feelings. By letting them know early, this is what white folks think of you. This is what other nationalities think of you. Or may think of you. Let me just put that. Because people are going to get offended and say, it's not me. I'm white. I'm this. I'm that. I don't think that about black folks. Cool. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about your brothers and sisters of your white and non-white nation. So get on in. And then I won't make generalized uh, statements such as white folks and this is what Chinese folks and this is what Indian folks and this is what Malaysian folks and this is what uh, uh, Latin folks and this is what, you know, all these other folks think about your black ass or just black people in general. You can educate your child without having to make them victims of said thing you're you're claiming to educate them on, such as bullying. You don't have to bully your child to let them know bullying does happen. You don't have to humiliate your child to let them know that humiliation does happen. You don't have to fail your child to let them know that failure and disappointment does happen because these things will happen in their life you're supposed to educate them on reality but you're supposed to also within that education let them know That while you're experiencing all these things, I have your back. As your parent, you can always come to me. Whenever you experience these things, I will be able to have your back in getting through these issues. If your daughter is going through some colorist shit, racist shit, and she then... 
remembers the moment where her own mother is using the word nigger to 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 categorize other black women. What makes her think, what makes you think she's going to look at white folks and say, well, these white folks are calling me this. My mother is calling me this. Who the fuck can I go to? But then when a real nigga like me step up and I say something, or if I give a look, I get a nasty look back or I get cursed out. Or I get, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not a parent. This cycle is going to continue, people, if we don't keep it real with ourselves. And we don't hold accountability for the many fucked up situations our children, the youth, especially the black youth, is in. It's due to the lack of accountability that our parents have and... In fact, a lot of these parents act like they don't hear the shit that their kids are getting into. And instead of talking to them, staring them from right and wrong, they want to, I don't know, not say shit for some reason. Because a lot of parents think this way, and I forgot who said this, and I, whoever said this, shout out to you, but I agree with this. A lot of parents is like this with their children nowadays. If it ain't bothering me, I don't give a shit about what my child is doing. If the little girl isn't touching up on my vagina trying to tell me where babies come from, I don't give a fuck if that little child is basically molesting a dog or trying to molest a dog and trying to tell a dog <laughs> where babies come from. If a little child isn't making fun of my skin complexion, if my child isn't making fun of my skin complexion, I don't care if she's teasing lighter skinned girls or darker skinned girls at school. If my little son isn't fighting me I don't give a fuck if he's fighting everybody else, everybody else's son, because he thinks that's what a man is supposed to do. And we need to get out of that mindset. We meaning y'all, not me, because that's not the type of parent I would be. I'm not the type of parent that's going to say, as long as my kid isn't messing with me, then I'm fine. No. If my child exhibits actions that I deem uh, inappropriate or wrong, whether they're doing it at home or at school, it's still wrong to me. And I'm going to uh, let my child know you do not act that way. Not at home, not at school. You, you do not treat other people that way. Simply because I'm your dad does not make it okay. Uh, it, because those kids aren't your dads or those teachers aren't your dads or your mother. Does not mean that you should not treat them with the same respect that you treat your mom and your dad. Sure, you don't have to love your teachers. Like you love me and your mother. But you do have to respect them. Just like you respect us. And other adults. 
And if there's a time where you feel disrespected by those teachers or even by me or your mother, always feel comfortable coming to me and your mother about the disrespect that you feel you've uh, uh, you've been exposed to. And of course, I can only speak for me. Again, I don't have children, but this is how it would be. But if I did, and if I wanted them. But of course, if I... If my child comes to me and says, so-and-so, I felt disrespected because so-and-so. Whether it be about something I said or did, or something my uh, a teacher said or did. I'm going to listen to my child, listen to what they have to say. And if I do see the fault in my actions or the other person's actions, the teacher's actions. Obviously, I'm going to want to hash it out and... and if I disrespected my child in any way and I see it, I'm going to apologize. If I see the teach, uh, see my child, uh, the disrespect my child uh, 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 got from a teacher or whatever at the school, an adult in general at the school, I'm going to want that adult, adult to be an adult, own up to their mistake, uh, and um, apologize. Or else I'm going to get in that ass. No, but like, or else I'm just going to have to do the parent thing and pull that child from the classroom, from the school, whatever, right? And then we handle things the way we handle things, all right? I'm not talking violently. Shut the hell up. Don't assume shit. That's not what I meant. I meant handle things a way an adult would handle things, okay? But and all in all, parents, we need to do better. We, meaning y'all, I'm not a parent. I keep saying we, but black parents, humiliation is not a form of discipline either. That's a whole long discussion I might even write about, especially when it comes to uh, the black boys getting a George Jefferson haircut whenever they do some bad shit at school, as if that's going to teach them a lesson. About whatever, right? I can. I, I feel like I could write about that. So I don't want to stick to this topic for so long. It's already been over an hour. I still have plenty of other topics to topic, talk about. I honestly want to finish this before I have to get ready for work. So with that being said, I'm going to put this topic to rest right now. I'm going to get me another glass of water. Um, well, I'm going to hit y'all with an ad. While I'm giving me a glass of water. And then I'm going to come back and start the other segment. So, yeah, stay tuned. Alright, so we back. Now, I wanted to talk about Robert Kraft yet again. I am going to say last week when I brought up this situation, I was not aware that the big issue that many people had was because this is a sex a supposed sex ring right that was being investigated and uh an illegal sex ring obviously that was being investigated uh and there's a a massage parlor in florida um where workers were being forced to have sex basically 
against their will uh, with customers. I was not aware of any of that. Now, had I been aware of that, obviously I would have made it, uh, my, my tune would have been totally different from last week. Last week, if you didn't hear, I don't want to spread, uh, you know, what I basically said was that, uh, I thought it was dumb for people to get upset at Robert Kraft because the same folks who want to celebrate the legal who who champion for the legalization of prostitution and and, and look at uh, prostitution and sex work in general as a positive thing will be the same people to bash a man for paying for sex. Um, I talked about how I didn't really like that double standard. Um, basically, and if you want to know my full thoughts on that, once again, go back and listen to last week's episode, but, um, I didn't know it was a sex trafficking thing. So in this segment, I'm just going to talk about my full thoughts on it. Obviously I'm not okay with, well, if it's not obvious, let me make it clear. And the reason why I said obviously, because I made it when I talked about my thoughts. I didn't share my review, actually, but I talked about my thoughts about the movie Traffic. Traffic is a movie that exposes sex trafficking, right? This movie came out 2018, um, sometime in 2018. If it didn't come out in 2018, I want to say as recent as 2017. It's not an old movie. Let me just tell you that it's not an old movie. It's recent. It didn't really hit theaters like that. Oh, it wasn't big in theaters. It wasn't a popular movie. I liked the movie a lot. Um, I had some good things to say about it, but I don't think I fully made a review on it uh, during an episode. Maybe it was a topic that slipped my mind and I never got to it. Um, but in general, what that movie didn't make me realize how bad sex trafficking was. No, um, it didn't really. It educated me a lot. Sorry, I was yawning, and but that's part of why I like it. I liked it because I did get educated a lot about um, sex trafficking in general. Um, but as far as Robert Kraft's involvement, I don't, here's, 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 I'm going to speak on many different sides. One side is this side. I'm going to speak on if Robert Kraft knew about the sex trafficking and still was uh, okay with, you know, getting the sexual uh, getting the, 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 the sexual experience he got he and the other people who were there and they knew about it they're pieces of shits and they and they deserve to be 
uh, locked away. They're pieces of shits. But if he didn't know and he went into this massage parlor, which this there's really no secret about many of the massage parlors being especially ones uh, that are Chinese owned um, having uh, you know the comedians make jokes about shit all the time about happy endings and, and shit like having some type of sexual uh, encounters go down within these uh, massage parlors right now I've never been to one I've never really been I've gotten massages before but from like ex-girlfriends and shit they would not allow me to go to a massage parlor because they knew what went down <laughs> they knew like they had a, no they they wasn't okay with me uh even if i didn't ask for it they weren't okay with another woman you know offering even if i knew if they knew i was going to say no they just didn't sit right. It didn't sit right in their mind with another woman offering them, offering that they, you know, touch up my, you know, give me a happy ending, basically, right? Or do some other sexual things for an extra 75, 60, 75 dollars, right? I'm not trying to make jokes about shit. Uh, you know. Hopefully you don't hear the people outside uh, working on the snow. It's snowing out here, so they, you know, they're, they're making sure the sidewalks are safe and shit. Um, but like I said, if Robert Kraft and the others knew about it, yet they were still okay with going to this place because, well, they don't give a fuck about uh, sex trafficking and, and basically slavery. That's what it is. I don't give a fuck. People gonna say say things like oh the, these women are getting paid so it's not slavery and blah 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 they still did it and and they're trying gonna try to say it was consent no 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 I get tired of people especially non-black people trying to tell you what slavery is I don't care. And I'm eating a banana, but right now, you know, so unprofessional, I know, right? But I don't care if you've never experienced slavery in your life or you think you've never experienced slavery. A lot of us are still slaves. Not mentally, not just mentally, I should say, but we're still slaves to our jobs. And we think that because they pay us, that makes a whole lot of difference. Let me tell you, prisoners get paid for their work. Prisoners are still slaves. Just because they get paid 45 cents a day and we get paid up anywhere between 11 to 15 to maybe 20 an hour. That we're getting paid a lot more than slaves, I mean prisoners do, that makes us less uh less slaves than prisoners and that makes prisoners 45 cents a day less slaves than actual slaves were getting anything in return no 
slavery didn't end when slavery ended. Let me say that again. Slavery did not end when slavery ended. Slavery continue and it still will continue. Yeah, still uh, continue still this day. When I was talking about the 21 Savage uh, in the episode when I was talking about the detainment camps, I called them slave camps because they are slave camps. They don't just have people just sitting there waiting for um, lawyers and people to come to their defense and say this individual deserves to be in this country or this X, Y, and Z. They have those people work. Unwillingly, of course. But that's what they're doing. They're forcing them to work as well. And I know someone's going to say, then why did you say that we're all slaves when we have jobs, when we have a choice to work these jobs? You're absolutely right. But here's how these jobs work. They dangle a carrot or a banana, as I mean. They dangle a carrot or banana in front of your face every week or every other week, right? That carrot or banana or whatever treat that you want to say it is, right? A lollipop, a Jolly Rancher, a chocolate bar, Snickers bar, whatever, right? You choose the treat. They dangle that treat in front of your face. And they say, okay, if you work five days a week, for every five days, you got to chase this carrot, this banana peel. Or this banana or this Jolly Rancher, right? And at the end of that fifth day, right? Or um, on the Friday or Thursday or whatever day, right? That's when you get paid. That's when you can have that carrot. That's when you can have that piece of candy, whatever, right? You take it, you eat it. They got another one for you. Now they're saying dance. Do this, that, and the third. Jump through a hoop of fire. Bend over backwards. Do the bird box challenge on the highway. During rush hour. For this carrot. That... At the end of the day, isn't going to benefit you as much as you creating your own carrots, creating your own candy, whatever. But that's for another discussion for another time. And I'm going all over the place once again, but... I say all that just to say, um, that was a good banana, but nah, I say all that just to say, um, if Robert Kraft 
knew about it. He's a piece of shit. And everybody else who is involved. And and if they knew about it. And they are pieces of shit. If this man just got caught up. Because he didn't know the place was being investigated. He didn't even know this was a, a... These girls. No, none of the girls held up a sign and said... Please help me. I'm being held against him. Uh, I'm, I'm being forced to do this. None of that shit. They never made it clear to him. They were in any type of danger. Uh, being forced to do any type of sexual act. They just offered it up on a consensual tip. And he said, sure, why not? Oh, it's only $60? Sure, I got that. Boom. Here you go. He should not be, once again, judged harshly or charged with anything. I don't think if that was the case, I don't think anything should happen. Now, I do see the conspiracy people are having, and I'm calling it a conspiracy now. Because, I mean, I can't think of any other word to describe it. But people are saying Robert Kraft's with the whole Meek Mill thing, him being cool with Gucci and him uh, basically caping for black people and, and, and prison reform as well. That's a big one that he's caping for. Something that, um, if it were to ever happen, would not only obviously reform prison, but will make life for black folks, black and brown folks, um, a little bit easier. I won't say that it's going to drastically change lives for us, how laws are made um, to screw over us and shit like that, because prison reform isn't just allowing prisoners to, uh, is, it isn't just something that's saying, let prisoners have a longer recess time, because they're in their cells for 23 hours of the day and they only get to be outside for one hour a day. That's not, it's not even half of what the prison reform, uh, activists are fighting for, right? It's much deeper than, I mean, sure. I'm pretty sure that's part of it. Be allowing humans to be human beings, no matter their crime, because we all need exposure to sunlight and nature and shit like that. Right. Um, but that's not that's not the big basis of prison reform, okay? But I've seen people say uh, Robert Kraft is basically, uh, you know, they they they're being set up. But I have the powers that be because they don't because he's a rich white man who has a lot of influence, and he can obviously influence prison reform or some shit to go down right uh some changes to happen i should just say he can reform uh he can uh be part of changes happening to the prison industrial complex because of his status. I know he's has no connection to it. Or I don't think he has 
connections to it at all. But I think that we are, I mean, I don't think, I know we're living in America where status rings more supreme than actual people's qualifications for certain jobs. I mean, (laughs) look at the president. (laughs) We care more about status than we do uh, quality. That's even a bigger discussion that should be had. Not in this episode, maybe in a future episode. Definitely in person if you've ever wanted to talk about that. But as far as this situation, once again, um, please excuse my ignorance from last week's episode. But that's why I do these podcasts, man. It's like, yeah, to get my shit off, to get my opinions off. But it's also to present more information. You know, I did that with the Justice Mother shit. I continue to do that with other situations as well. Once I get more information, and then I you you might hear my 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 uh, opinions change, right? But as of right now, again, I don't know if he knew or not. There's no way of him, of if he did not know. You know, let me just speak on as far as the conspiracy thing. I don't I don't think any of the uh, people who are saying that. Uh, I don't think they're crazy. I think I actually think they have a point. Um, I actually think that the people, the very few people, but the very few people I saw bring this up, um, I think they all bring up good points. Now I know a lot of people are going to say, uh, you know, why would they do that to Robert Kraft? And I just told you why. The man is sticking up for black folks. He's a powerful white man using his white privilege to. Uh, help uh white folks which i mean not help black folks which means um that he's going and and which basically means he's combating the systematic racism that is in place which means they're not liking that which means they're going to you know treat him as a nigger lover and they're going to throw him under the bus and they're just trying to make an example to say hey any of you rich white motherfuckers think y'all gonna go around helping niggers out we're gonna find some shit on you and we're gonna take you down too we're gonna ruin your life because our plan is to make sure that niggers live in a fucked up system and if anybody tries to use their power their influence to to destroy our plan we will destroy them I don't think anybody who believes that conspiracy I'm not even going to tell you if I believe it or not but I will tell you this I don't believe those people are crazy now I've heard crazy conspiracy theories this one isn't one of them all I'm saying is what I'm basically saying all I'm saying right now is what I'm basically said said uh, for the past 20 minutes about this topic. If he knew about it and he still willingly went to this parlor because he didn't give a fuck about the women and the situations, he's a piece of shit. If he didn't know about it at all and he went there because he loved the service there, like he really loved the service he was getting, 
It's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't pay for that, as I made it clear last week. But I ain't judging nobody else that decides that's what they want to do with their money. Their money, their decision. My money, my decision. But I'm also not mad at those who think of this is this is a conspiracy to let him and other white uh, philanthropists know. If you try to fuck with the system of uh, racism and try to make sure that black people are treated equally or try to change some shit to make it so that they aren't fucked up as the system intended us to be then we'll get in your ass then we'll fuck you up and then we're going to keep fucking up other white folks because we don't give a damn We'll make an example out of everybody to let them know that our system is not to be tampered with at all. I'm not mad at anybody who believes that conspiracy theorist at all. Conspiracy theory at all. And if I just expose you to it and you believe it, I ain't mad at you for believing in it. But I've already said enough about the Robert Kraft situation. If more news comes out and I feel like I have something to say, even if it's regarding the conspiracy, you'll hear more about it. But until then, I ain't got much else to say. So uh, on to the next segment. All right, so we back. Let's talk about Chris. I think his last name is Hassan. I don't want to say Hassan because I know that his white nationalist ass is going to hear that and get offended. And and he's going to target me first when he win or if. Well, not even win or if. But or if. Whatever. His plans to, to basically wipe out every black, brown, Muslim, gay, every non white non Aryan nation person in the United States of America um, and possibly the world uh, this plan he wants to enact now Chris Hassan is a white nationalist uh, Coast Guard mm. you know a sector of the army having somebody racist in it because the army could never be racist. The army, the navy, and all that other stuff. That's where the brotherhoods and the sisterhoods. Yeah, it doesn't matter what skin color you are. They, you know, they got all those commercials where all the black soldiers getting along with the white soldiers. And the black soldiers are always the one of the most heroic ones. Because they're adding electricity to community centers in these poor neighborhoods or they're saving children's lives or they're saving their partners lives and yeah we fight side by side together you know shit like that um yeah whatever but anyways chris hassan uh yeah like you you see the thumbnail that's him that's him in all his weaponry um that was confiscated from him and they found uh, his plan basically he wrote down his plans and everything and 
how he wants to enact a, a race war, basically, um, that he plans on, uh, just wiping out all the black folks and all the non-white folks in the world. Uh, well, in the country, but you know how Nazism works. It was going to, hopefully, their plan was, they're hopefully in their eyes, not mine, but in their eyes, they were hoping to not just take over Germany, but the world. That's what Candace Owens' bitch ass didn't understand, but yeah. Anyways, I just took a sip. But, um, what do I got to say about this? What I want to know is how come they're not calling this terrorism? I know white people like to, (laughs) once again, um, like to remix words and try to, uh, redefine words. Like I said, with the whole slavery thing, they like to redefine racism too. That's another thing. But, uh, you know, they like to redefine words and all this other shit to fit their narrative. So they're not going to call this terrorism, but had this been, had this been, had this been a Muslim man and his last name was Hassan and he was caught with all this weaponry that Chris Hassan was caught with. They'd be quick to call it terrorism. And then you had some idiot come out the woodwork who doesn't want to consider Chris a terrorist say that what, you know, Hassan, Chris Hassan, not Chris Hassan, but Chris Hassan did was racism because, oh, well, he's trying to enact a religious belief. That's one of the uh, definitions I heard that people who do not want to consider things uh, terrorism um, use. They say Terrorism is when someone's trying to force people uh, into a religious belief, basically. Like uh, they're trying to terrorize folks so they can bow down to a specific religious belief, like Islam. They're saying that the reason why Osama bin Laden, Saddam, and all those other cats uh, did what they did. Uh, and they're considered terrorists because they were trying to get the entire world to fall under in an Islamic state. But these fools, Chris Hassan and, uh, you know, uh, Adolf Hitler and, um, David Duke <laughs> and um, Donald Trump's family and um, Donald Trump's base, members of his base, they are people who want to do the exact same thing, but they want the world, not just the country, but the world who fall under white supremacy and white supremacy uh, su- su- supremacy laws governed by white supremacists in the power of white supremacists 
Do you not see the similarities? I'm going to take another sip and ask you once again. Do you not see the similarities? It's terrorism. See, the only reason why you, and I don't mean you per se listening to this because you may not be a white nationalist, but, or just a racist in general, but the only reason why you, racist who is listening to this, you, you white nationalist, only reason why you are not calling Chris Hassan a racist or a terrorist, really, you're probably not calling him a racist either, but you're not calling him a terrorist because in your eyes, terrorism only happens when a Muslim person does it, you know? When the only thing connected to uh, Islam is the celebration of is the celebration of uh, Muslim culture, that's it. So whatever those practices are, terrorism is not a practice. Ter- let, let me tell you something. Terrorism is not bogged down to one religion. Because you want to know why? Christians have committed acts of terrorism. I don't see y'all talking about how. Uh, um, Christians are terrorists I'm willing to guess I'm willing to bet Y'all know me about bets I don't make bets unless I know I'm 100% right I am willing to bet Any amount that Chris Hassan Is a Christian Guess what Chris Hassan is not only a Christian He's a terrorist So what What? What? what does that make Chris, Chris Hassan A Christian terrorist. Just another motherfucker of the Christian faith who is a terrorist. Same went with Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof um, was a Christian. I mean, despite him killing other Christians, black Christians, but despite him killing other Christians, he was a terrorist and he was a Christian himself. Right? Even had the nerve to say I didn't mean to kill. Those weren't even the people I wanted to kill. They were so welcoming to me and so loving to me in the fact that they were a Christian themselves. I did not want to kill them. But I did what I did when I did it. Yeah, that's just evil white people minds. I can't tell you why they do what they do. I'm not a white and I never will be, but. far as Chris Hassan you are a terrorist this is terrorism you can disagree all you want people I want to know why you disagree and do not tell me do not call up this station do not hit me up on Twitter do not hit me up on Facebook do not hit me up on Instagram do not hit me up on Tumblr do not hit me up nowhere telling me this is not terrorism because Chris Hassan isn't doing this based off of religious beliefs because he religiously believes that the entire country in the world should be under white supremacy so this is a religious belief This may not be a, I praise Jesus, religious type of belief, but he religiously believes that. 
We're talking about religiously believing in something so much that you want to, um, you want the entire world to fall victim to those beliefs. That if nobody else believes in what you believe in, they deserve to die. That's what we're talking about, right? When y'all talking about um, um, Muslims committing uh, terrorist acts, they do it because they want the entire world to believe in what they want to believe in. And if they do not comply, then they deserve to die. What is that? How is that any different from a white supremacist saying, if you do not comply with white supremacy, supremacy laws, white supremacist laws, we are going to kill you. No difference at all. But I challenge anybody who believes that there it is a difference. Let me know. Alright, so this is the last segment right here. I didn't want to spend too much time on this segment here. Um, so I'm just going to flat out say it. Um, well, let me not flat out say it. Let me just start off by saying I want, I wish and I want Zion Williamson. I, I want him to have a speedy recovery. Dude was doing great things. And I believe that, and I hope. Let me just say, um, once he recovers from this injury, that he continues to do amazing things with his future. Um, Basketball-wise, because I know that's what he wants, but if that's not what God has in plan for him, then I would advise him to listen to God's plan. I'm not just talk. I'm not talking about that song by Drake. I'm talking about actual God's plan. Okay. Um, now. That I've got the good shit out the way. The positive shit out the way. Let me just say how. God works in mysterious ways people. And if you don't take away anything that I say in this segment. Or in this episode. I want you. I just want to let y'all know that God. Works in mysterious ways. Nobody found it. Odd that the day after that NCAA report came out that they were charging people upward from 2000 and maybe 3000 the least ticket-wise. They were charging that much because of Zion Williamson. They were making so much money off of Zion that the following day after that report comes out, Zion suffers is that nasty injury that he suffered. Now, if you have no idea of what I'm talking about, I advise you go on YouTube and look up this stuff. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to uh, tell you uh, what happened. I'm not going to do much reporting on the information. You could go on your the reporting on the numbers that uh, the NCAA 
uh, that was reported about the NCAA, right? You can go on your favorite search engine, whatever that may be, and search up that information yourself. Just, just I, I would, the only hint I'm going to give you is type in uh, NCAA, uh, I guess, you know, NCAA tickets, prices, uh, and Zion Williamson. And see if you're going to get articles in correlation to that because, like I said, and this was last month. When I read the article, but um, you're 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 going to find you're going to find some information about it. Information that's uh, if you're anything like me, you're going to uh, obviously continue to hate the NCAA and and it for their exploitation of these college athletes. How they're not getting paid a dime, a penny for What's going on? And hence why I gave Zion, not only because I'm a fan of what he does and who he is, um, but the fact of the matter is none of these athletes, whether it be Zion or not, are getting paid for their hard work and then they get injured. And then the college and the NCAA just says, well, you're asked out on to the next um, athlete that we're going to exploit. For all this money that we're going to make off of him, off of her. And if something happens to him or her, we'll just dump them to the side and look for the Nets athlete we can exploit. Now, this is going to be my conspiracy theory. I haven't seen any reports yet. But I think ticket sales are going to drop and I mean drop like a fucking clue bomb <laughs> I mean drop like a funk flets rant I mean drop like an ass in a strip club they are going to drop heavily people is what I'm saying because Zion isn't playing right now And to that, I say, ha, motherfucking ha, NCAA. I don't feel bad for the organization. Now, here's why I say God works in mysterious ways, if you haven't already caught what I was basically saying. Like I said, literally a day after that report came out, that's when Zion got injured. Zion being the big money grabber for the NCAA and being the most exploited. Now this man is injured and he can no longer at the moment be exploited. Sucks because he's injured and God is using him. God works in mysterious ways. God is using him as a way to show how corrupt the NCAA is and how fucked up it is. But it is now up to us. Us meaning the people. To do the rest of the work. If we. Uh, continue to allow. The NCAA. To get away with the fuck shit. They've been getting away with for years. Long before Zion Williamson. Graced their pockets. Shit like this is going to continue to happen. You're going to have many more Zion Williamson's.
whether male or female, you're going to have other super beast athletes with promising futures that get hurt. And, you know, uh, I was going to look for some wood, got some wood in my, uh, my wooden dresser, but, uh, knock on wood, hopefully that injury doesn't shape their entire career, shape their life, change their life for the worse. To where they can't live out a dream that they have of being a professional athlete. Once again, knock on wood. Now let me go back and sit on this creaky ass bed I got. Oh yeah, creak status. Anyways. I just find it. This is God's work right here. And this is a sign that we need to pay attention to. Now, there's many signs other. God doesn't just pay attention to NCAA sports and says, this is what matters in the world. No. So for anybody that's going to say, I totally doubt God is watching college basketball. I didn't say all that. I'm talking about the signs that are there. Because I've made it clear before, I don't really believe in coincidences. And I don't think and I, and I, I don't think it's a coincidence that this man, the main breadwinner for college basketball at the moment, gets injured a day after the reports come out about how college basketball is basically exploiting this man and making a lot more money, uh, probably the most money. They've ever charged ticket wise in history because of Zion Williamson. Once again, this is in no way, shape, or form of me making fun of Zion's injury, making fun of Zion Williamson. I'm not even placing him to blame. He's supposed to play great. If you are a great athlete or great at anything that you do, you do what you do greatly. And he's doing what he, when he's on the court, he's doing what he does because obvious, uh, I think it's obvious that he wants to be a professional basketball player. And that's a dream of him, of his. So why not show out? Why not be great? None of this is his fault. He is not the reason why he is being exploited. It is the exploiter's the reason why he and other college athletes are being exploited the way that they are. Y'all could come up with shit and say, well, these college athletes, they shouldn't play, they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do that. My question is, why is it up to people who are not committing the atrocities, why is it up to them to fix the atrocities? Hmm? It'd be like the black folks who tell black people it is our job to stop racism. No, it's not. We're not the ones systematically. Well, not, let's let me not say not all of us. Now you got you 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 got the Kamala Harris's, who was a part of the system and was doing their part 
uh, um, and fucking up the lives of black people in the system of racism. But as I hold, black folks aren't out here fucking, uh, we're not part, we're not the reason why we're being killed by the police. It ain't black cops dressing in white skin shooting unarmed black men. Roughing up unarmed black women to the ground, dropping them on their heads, um, kneeing them on their back, putting their entire body weight on their back, choking black women out, grabbing them by their hair, tossing them to the ground and beating them with batons. It ain't black people dressed as white cops doing that shit, racist shit. It ain't black teachers in these schools telling black girls that their uh, natural hair is a distraction and sending them to the dean's office and in, in turn um, that student getting suspended for three days simply because she's got box braids or she's rocking an afro or blowout type of style. It ain't up to black folks to uh, fix racism, just like it ain't up to these athletes to stop the exploitation of their talents. It's up to the people who are doing the wrong to stop doing the wrong. Yeah, they need to be called out on it. And there needs to be people that infiltrate the system to stop the uh, atrocities. Well, not to stop it, but to fight against it. Let me say that. To infiltrate the system, the system to fight against the atrocity. You know, something I wish Kamala did while she was a DA. And all these other black folks do when they get in these positions. But... As far as my conspiracy theory, like I said, I don't believe this is a coincidence at all. It's God doing God things, you know. And you know what? When God does God things, you better listen or else deal with the consequences of what God is about to put forth out there. But that's all I had to say about that. That will be the end of this episode of Let's Talk About a Podcast with your host, Ernest. So you love Ernest, same guy, different name as usual. Wow. Time stamps will be in the description box below. Check it out. Hit that, <clears throat> hit that follow. If you want to hit that follow, I greatly appreciate it. Also, I greatly appreciate a share of this episode or just the podcast in general. Um, and as always, stay black if you're black. All black is beautiful, from the lightest of lights to the darkest of darks to the in-betweens of in-betweens. If it's black, it's beautiful. And no, I'm not saying if you're not black, you're not beautiful. I'm just talking specifically to my beautiful black people. Feel however the fuck you want to feel about it. Stay black if you're black. Stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter. And I'm out. Peace.